You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Friday. We are finally back. And as you can see, I am here in New York City. The plan was to shoot on the roof of my hotel. Closed for some reason. Open all day yesterday, closed right now. So we are here in Herald Square, surrounded by pigeons. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And it is the Michigan mailbag, a day belated, but we are going to do it. Here we are. Let's do it. We've got plenty of questions and answers for you. So let's go ahead and start off with our leaders and best, James Crudup at James Crudup 6. Any worries for a slow start or hangover against Rutgers? Assuming Michigan will need to use a downfield passing attack to win a game, whether that's OSU or a playoff game, at what point does it become a concern that we haven't seen it? Uh, as far as the, uh, the concern about potentially having the, uh, a letdown against Rutgers, I did speak to a player, uh, ran into them, uh, they had this kind of same mentality from what, what we heard coming out of the Michigan State game last year where they said, Indiana has to pay. That's kind of the, the words that were forwarded to me were, I feel bad for Rutgers. So as far as that's concerned, yeah, that's, I think everything's fine. But yes, I think as far as the downfield passing attack, yes, they need to figure out a way to get things kind of going a little bit better. Uh, I think that... Uh, not that it has, it's been bad, right? They've taken what the defenses have given, but yes, I do want to see a little bit more uh, significant downfield passing. I want to see some a little bit more creativity in that light to scheme guys open downfield. I think that that is absolutely important. Uh, so they need to they need to kind of get some things worked out. I think before Ohio State, otherwise it's going to be an issue, right? Uh, Josh Barr at Jadicky. Illinois is having a good year. Whoops, I somehow lost. Lost my notes here. Illinois is having a good year, playing a similar style to how Jim likes to run his teams. Going from them to Ohio State the last two games is going to be 180 in styles. Does that help or hurt Michigan or Ohio State from a scouting perspective more? Uh, I don't think that it necessarily matters in the sense, because, I mean, it's no different than going from Maryland to Iowa, right? Like, they've they've done that. It's, it's, it's a week-to-week Thing. Certainly, they've got a little bit more scouting on Ohio State uh, that they've been doing all year long. I don't think that there is like a particular concern in terms of going from one week to the next. Keeping in mind that Ohio State plays Maryland the week before. Plus, especially when you look at some certain things, when you look at the fact that uh, uh, that Michigan's defense is very multiple. So going up against Illinois and going up against Ohio State, that for instance, that's not going to be terribly different from. An offensive perspective, defensively, obviously it will be a, a, a change from one to the next. But I don't, I don't really think it's that big of a deal that they're going to be switching from one to the other. My brother in metal, Michael Wolf at Elmwolf21. Do you think Andrell will start splitting reps with Cornelius? Ohio State has had some vulnerable moments the last few games. Has your confidence level increased or stayed the same that Michigan can pull off a win in Columbus? Uh, I. I my confidence level has continued to rise as far as uh, Michigan and how it probably will fare in Columbus. The only thing that concerns me is the lack of red zone touchdowns. 
They need to find a way to get touchdowns in the red zone. They cannot settle for field goals. As far as Andrell and Cornelius, uh, I would like to see more Andrell. Certainly he came on at this time of the year last year uh, in the Michigan State game, which was the same week a year ago. So yes, I would like to see a little bit increased passing game when it comes to just getting some guys out there that can make contested catches. Cornelius has sometimes had a trouble just kind of hanging on to the football. Not hanging on to the football, but maybe coming down with the football. Obviously, he had the fumble against Michigan State, uh, but you want to see him get a little bit uh, a little bit better. I'd love to see him get the ball in space more because he's been excellent when he's got the ball in his hands in space. That's kind of what the receiving core. They don't have those guys that are necessarily contested catch-type players as much as they have guys who are get the ball in space and make, get yards after catch type receivers. It's just a different type of thing. Now, Andrell obviously has that capability. So yes, I would like to see him get more uh, opportunities. Uh, Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner one what are you, were you most impressed by from the MSU win? Uh, I, I think just the, the ability to just stay on task, right? Pick up first downs, move the ball down the field, regardless of kind of what was ahead of them. Uh, that certainly, the fact that they've been able to do that multiple games in a row, that there was only one punt in the Michigan State game, no punts in the Penn State game. The offense really just feels kind of unstoppable until you get into the red zone, right? Uh, number two, your thoughts on the first playoff rankings? Uh, I, I think that, you know, obviously they're going to change Georgia and Tennessee play this week. So once, once that's all said and done, the, 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 I would imagine that Michigan will move up unless it's one team losing by one to three points, then certainly that uh, could play a factor. You, you need Notre Dame to be able to beat Clemson uh, to really help. But uh, I, I do think it's ridiculous that Clemson is ranked ahead. I understand, though, they beat three ranked teams, but ranked according to whom, right? Ranked according to the committee. Maryland, to me, is right there. They should be right there. They're a, a six and two team, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, to me, they, they should be right there. Michigan should get a lot more credit for winning that game, uh, considering how good Maryland has looked, uh, being 6-2, and 5-3. I don't remember their record offhand at the moment. But uh, it's, um, I, I, I'm not particularly pleased with the rankings. But at the same time, you know what? The first initial college football playoff rankings, these things are going to figure themselves out. Uh, all right, number three, what do you expect to see in the past? Uh, do you expect to see the passing game open up in the next two games? Uh, I would hope and think so, if not against Rutgers. Now, keep in mind, Rutgers has a really good defense. Uh, I, I know it didn't look good against Ohio State. I, I believe my score prediction ended up being something like 38-6 uh, or something like that. I think Michigan will get enough points because we've seen Michigan go up against even, a, even tougher defenses and be able to move the ball. Uh, but uh, it, they are ranked, I believe, number 13 in the country as far, in terms of total defense. Uh, but Nebraska has an awful defense. I don't know what they rank offhand, but uh, they should be able to fully take advantage of Nebraska in pretty much every way. Number four, where's your co-host, Zuri? Well, right now she is back in Ann Arbor, Michigan, while I am here smack dab in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Uh, continuing on, KRTF Farmark 84. Obviously, red zone touchdowns have been an issue this year, but do you think opponent and game flow also has something to do with this? Defense has been playing well, and Moody is super reliable. Seems like conservative play calling is reasonable in the games we've been in lately. I think that's 100% uh, something that you can point to and say, yeah, that, that absolutely makes sense. Uh, because um, Michigan State has, they don't have like an incredibly amazing 
red zone defense, and I'm eyeing a bunch of pigeons that are getting awfully close. I don't like birds, by the way, so this is, this is an adventure for all of us. Um, uh, I, Michigan State doesn't necessarily have the greatest red zone defense in the world, but we've seen them make stops. We, we, if you watch that Washington game, they made stops, and typically the Mel Tucker defense, the idea behind it is that it stiffens up the further down you go. And that is also what, you know, just is generally going to happen with the defense. Um, but as far as, uh, I, I think that Michigan did also play it safe to some degree. Uh, they haven't really gone for those shots after that Indiana interception. Uh, so uh, I, I feel like they've kind of toned things down in the red zone, whereas I feel like it's, they got to open things up a little bit because you've got to be able to make those difficult plays, especially down the stretch with Ohio State coming up in a few weeks. Uh, finishing us out in segment one, Jonathan Joseph at jjoseph2156. Does Michigan have to win in style from here out more? Uh, I think so to some degree, and they did a year ago, right? Like they going into the Ohio State game, they had beaten Maryland 59 to 18 or whatever that score was. Uh, I have faith that they they can do that. Uh, they're not necessarily going to do it in the second to last game because it's Illinois and that might be difficult. But if they can make a statement in some of these three games, I think that they will. So. We'll just see what happens from there. All right, let's, uh, let's move on here. Uh, but before we do, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. It's because you never know no matter where you are. You can be here in an amazingly bustling metropolis, or you can be out in the middle of nowhere. Like uh, my home used to get broken into when I lived out in Holly, my, each neighbor a mile away from me. Uh, it just absolutely sparse, yet you still are gonna have people with bad intent. So what, when you can find something like Simply Safe Advanced Technology, you can control your system from your phone. You can use, use the app. You can watch the Crystal Clear HD live stream for your security cameras. Uh, that's why we have it at home. That's why my mom has it out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, that it's, it's a great, great system like that. So they always will have your back. It's the best named the best home security system of 2022 by US World News and World Report, rather. It's the third year in a row. An emergency. 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical, critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so that you can get priority police response. Now, Simply Safe has whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you when only when there's a threat that is actually real. The 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, less than half a price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off of the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. Um, don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> so that, that is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Okay, simplysafe.com slash college. You know, typing is fundamental. There's no safe like Simply Safe. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere, 
where in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are here in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. If you are watching, you can see it. If you aren't, then you can hear it, I'm sure. Uh, so, uh, horns all over the place makes for an interesting audio situation. Anyway, let's continue on with our Victor's Valiant, starting with Jim at Jim in the North. What are the chances we can stop playing state at least for a while? It's not fun at all. They're like the thin-skinned hard guys at a bar. I'm so tired of their fan base and media and just want to be done. Do you think Michigan would do that? I, I don't think that Michigan would have the capability of actually halting it unless there's there. I think there would have to be a whole petitioning, the Big Ten, Kevin Warren. I mean, Kevin Warren was at the stadium. I think that that helps, obviously, but I don't know. I, I agree with you. It is not a fun rivalry at all. It's I dread that game, win or lose. Uh, and it's just, it, it always feels like there is going to be something happening in the game. And we saw the powder keg explode on Saturday. So I don't know, but I agree with you. Why do you think Michigan played a little scared on Saturday? For, for once, I'd love to see us Rutger MSU, or I did. Now I just want to ban them from our schedule. I, I think it was just they had come to the reality, if we don't turn the ball over, we win. I think that's fair. I don't. I didn't like it. I would have liked to have seen them be a little bit more aggressive. But I do think. I mean, they, playing the way they did obviously earned a dominant victory. I think. But you don't want to give Michigan State turnovers. Obviously, that's what they felt like they needed to do in order to uh, to win the game. So, uh, I love our pounding the rock. Love our offense. Though I want to get the red zone fixed. But do you think they will pass more and run JJ more forward? I worry about wide receiver recruiting. I mean, yeah, you have to worry about wide receiver recruiting because. At the moment, it's hard to, to tell a wide receiver or a quarterback, like, look, come here, you'll get to do all these things. So uh, I, I think that that's, uh, it's important that they do, do show that they can do the other things. I think that it's important that they show that they can get wide receivers, quarterbacks drafted, right? That's, what, that's the thing. As much as Ohio State quarterbacks, for instance, have not done well in the NFL, they at least can say they get drafted. They get the opportunity. They have they fared well in the NFL? They have not, but they get the opportunity. That's the important thing. Just a statement. Thank you for your commentary and attempts to be even-handed. I started reading you when MGO blog got too negative, and now uh, Beard and Valeni sound like crazy conspiracy theorists with everything going back to Harbaugh. I appreciate you. Uh, well, my pleasure, obviously. I've, I got my start uh, just even, you know, my started with fandom, reading MGO blog all the way back when I was in college uh, to, uh, to now. So I appreciate that very much, Jim. All right, let's continue on. Zan at Zanland. Given the distractions following the MSU game and the disrespect by, shown by the CFP committee in ranking Michigan 5, should we prepare ourselves for another 2016 Rutgers score? No, because Rutgers was like historically bad on top of Michigan being historically good. Rutgers now is not good but i also wouldn't go as far as to say that they are bad right like they can that rutgers team in 2016 was like losing to teams that no power five team had any business losing to they were going to get run over by every power five team this rutgers team is not like that right this rutgers team i believe has what four wins uh the the three non-conference wins in indiana uh, certainly, I think this Rutgers team is capable of beating Michigan State. So I don't, I don't look at it as a situation where Rutgers is, 
is that bad. So no, I don't. I don't think that uh, that's plausible. But I mean, you can't really predict 78. I mean, 78 points. It's like almost impossible to predict at any point anyway. But I do think Michigan could try to put it on if they find like they, that they can. Jacob Shaveria, Jacob 1721-3950. Are you planning on traveling to any basketball games this year? Uh, no. Maybe Michigan State. But no. I don't travel for basketball, ever. Uh, if you could hire any OC, who would it be? Hmm. I don't know. What Michigan's got going uh, obviously works. So... I mean, there's multiple ways to skin a cat, they say, and I think that it's, um, I don't know that I have like a, have a guy that I would look at and say like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's absolutely it because complimentary football, right? Because like, obviously part of me would think like, oh, maybe Texas Tech's OC or uh, TCU or, you know, one of those, but then suddenly you're putting the defense on its heels a little bit more because of the way the offense plays. So it's complimentary football. I don't know that I have a personal favorite, though, at the moment. I um, hate to say it, it, Illinois is really interesting, considering some of the things I've seen them do. But I, it's kind of gone by the wayside with some injuries to Tommy DeVito here and there. Uh, Harbaugh is aware he can't kick field goals and keep up with OSU, Tennessee, and Georgia, right? At what point do you stop settling and go for touchdowns to get in some game practice? I mean, you hope this week. They, they, they are very aware that they need to score more in the red zone, that they need to get touchdowns. Uh, Harbaugh said that it is top priority. Uh, we've heard from Matt Weiss, who also said it's top priority. I absolutely believe they'll, they'll find a way to make all of that happen. So, All right, Spencer Whitmore at Spencer Whitmore. I know it probably hasn't been easy, but appreciate you covering everything. Uh, do you think this rivalry could go the Georgia-Florida route where it's played at a neutral site? It's just not fun anymore. No, because here's the problem with a neutral site. Then the powder keg gets to be in a place where it's a mixed crowds rather than a dominant one or the other. You're just asking for even more problems but to say like you're going to get a say a 50-50 crowd. Say you have it at Ford Field and the allotment ends up being 50-50 or 60-40. That asks for different issues, right? So I think it's fine exactly uh, as it is with the home and home if they're going to continue this series. Uh, Mark Z at Mark Zimke, considering the past issues with linebackers and coverage coupled with Page getting more playing time, could you see R.J. Moten being moved to linebacker? He's only 10 pounds lighter than Hill Green, can tackle super well, and is fast enough to cover some running backs one-on-one. I hadn't thought of it. I think that's an interesting idea, and I think that that absolutely has some merit. Putting him out on the field as as a linebacker, I mean, they can play with coverages all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if that's like one of those OSU surprises, right? I think that's a great idea. Rich Nelson at Rich Nelson one. Everyone talked all preseason about the crowded and talented wide receiver room at Michigan with five field goals against Sparty making for less of a blowout game than it should have been. And Clemson ranked ahead of Michigan in the college football playoff rankings. Is it finally time to trust our five-star QB and talented wide receivers to take some shots downfield? It, it depends on the game, right? Because keeping in mind that like it wasn't like Michigan suddenly got to be like really amazing in the Indiana game the week after the MSU game last year. Certainly they were settling for things in the MSU game last year. This year they won the game. I would have liked to have seen them be more aggressive to leave no doubt uh, in the early going rather. But obviously they didn't do it that way. 
Um, I, I do think that, uh, yes, I mean, we thought this was going to be a talented, and it is a talented wide receiver room, but it certainly isn't nearly as prolific. I would like to see them trust J.J. a little bit more, but I do like the fact that he is efficient. They move the ball downfield. I am eyeing a crowd of pigeons just going. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching, and if you're listening, you can't see my eyes dart somewhere else, but uh, very leery of birds. Very. Um, Anyway, moving on. Adam Casel at Adam underscore Casel. Bigger trap game this Saturday or Nebraska this Saturday? Because even though there's this make them pay type mentality, you don't know for sure if that's going to be what happens, you know. Um, Nebraska, Nebraska got a prolific passing offense if Casey Thompson's healthy. I still think that Michigan will be fine. Uh, they don't have a defense. Yada, yada. Do you anticipate the offense trying more creative plays in the red zone these next three games to rep for OSU? I would hope so. What's your story on your back and forth with pa uh, Patrick Barron? Why does he pick on you so much? Picks on me so much because he is untrustworthy. And he will not be, this, this is the reason why you have to expect Michigan's going to be fine against Rutgers. Patrick Barron will not be your photographer on Saturday. So there you go. Uh, as far as the actual story, it's just we're friends. We enjoy each other on the sidelines. We. If you actually look at our little Twitter what back and forths, usually you can find either a Simpsons, Rick and Morty, or South Park reference in there somewhere. We never like plan it. It just it often is always a uh, Superintendent Chalmers, uh, Principal Skinner dynamic, generally. Tyler at T underscore Force One. How about something like a Big Ten SEC challenge in football? Big Ten West champ faces SEC West, and so on or something like this, try alternate home games and get rid of these complaints about the schedule. I would love that. I would love more complicated schedule. I thought that the, the schedule this year worked for the fact that you had a new quarterback coming in, but generally I don't want to see that. I want to see big matchups. I would rather see the big matchups and see Michigan lose than, uh, than having the cupcakes. That's just me. I think that's a great idea, by the way. Generic at ERKJ72. Do you believe the dual play calling between uh, Matt War, or sorry, Cheryl Moore and Matt Weiss are causing the lack of offensive rhythm this season so far? No, I don't think there's a lack of offensive rhythm. The offense is fine. Offense drives the field pretty much constantly. And when they don't, it's usually because of a lack of execution, you know? It's the red zone is a very specific issue. I don't think there's a lack of offensive rhythm at all. Anton Sesmita Mangala at Sesmita Mangala. I'm not worried about our offense. We are dominant in winning the way we want to. Why should we change just to make the voters happy? Well said. Just win the games, you know what? And if they beat Ohio State in week 13, it won't matter. They'll, they'll go on, chance to win the Big Ten. That's your ticket into the college football playoff. U of M Clips and Bolts at U of M Clips Bolts. Do you think Rutgers will stick to their game plan last year? and try to shut down the run this Saturday and force us to pass. P.S., what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, I mean, certainly that could be a... Everyone's been trying this too high safety look against Michigan, and it's allowed them to run. I, I, I'm wondering if, yes, if they will try to, to do that and if J.J. will just beat them over the top. We haven't seen anyone really try to really, really stack the box in that sense, so we'll see. A uh, favorite Thanksgiving food, probably just a mixture of everything. And when I say everything, I just mean the dark meat, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing. Just slather all that in gravy. And there's birds all over the place coming right at me. 
we take a break, then you know why. Because <laughs> I don't like I don't like this situation at all, at all. Barry Mitchell at Barry Mitchell 08. With Jamon Green's concussion, do you think we'll see more Will Johnson snaps this weekend, even if Green is cleared? 100%. I think this is time for Will Johnson to start get going. Uh, he had a great game uh, against Rutgers, or not Rutgers, but Michigan State. I think we'll finally continue to see him go and do all that stuff. And uh, you know, he's halfway through a season. He's been on campus for almost a year now. You can expect a guy like that to actually be involved, and he's not looking like a freshman anymore. So that's the good thing. All right, we are going to continue on. We have several more left, uh, and uh, hopefully we can race through these because I got places to be. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, so there are days like today where I don't know what the weather is going to be, right? Like, it's, you know, I walked out the door, I'm wearing this jacket, it says it's 50 degrees, it feels like it's 70. And then what if I take my jacket off? How is it going to look? How are all these New Yorkers going to look at this Michigan guy with sweat coming out from the underarms. That's why I use sweat block. Uh, you know what? That's what fixes my problems before they happen. It's the smart thing to do. Sweat block wipes are a must have for everyone's toilet bag, uh, whether it's for a big presentation, a hot date, just walking around the city. Every single person can benefit. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block, save. 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. That's also available at Amazon. All right, let's finish us out so I can get out of this pigeon-infested park. <laughs> um, Chance VC at the Chancellor VC. What do you want to see us run more in the red zone? Devin Gardner suggests throwing some fades. Ronnie Bell, Cornelius Johnson, Andrew Anthony would be very good options for fades, it would seem. I mean, that's one option. I mean, it's just find ways to scheme guys open, you know, rub routes, things of that nature. I'd like to see more attempts to pass, honestly. Until you get into like the, within the three yard line, I, I really don't want to see the run. I want to see you pass once you get down in the red zone. Uh, they, they still seem to try to go for the run. And if you are going to go for the run, be more creative like the way that uh, Blake Horum got on the shovel pass, going in motion, jetting back, all of that. So that would be what I would do. Conan at Champion0038. What do you think about the prove-it mentality that keeps getting pushed onto Michigan football week after week? I think in a way, you know, Michigan being ranked number five, not getting that type of respect, being talked about as an afterthought, being, you know, that no one is projecting Michigan to the playoff, uh, at least... ESPN has had a couple people that had done it, but generally it's, it's Ohio State. No one's projecting them to beat Ohio State, right? Everyone acting like they're otherworldly. I think this is great motivation for Michigan to, to be able to be in that proof. So I think that that's actually a good thing. Keith at Keith underscore Johnson 11. Do we expect to see more A.J. Henning in the red zone? He seems like a big weapon not being utilized where they need him most. I mean, that's how they got their first touchdown against Ohio State. We haven't really seen much A.J. Henning on offense at all. I do not understand it. I don't understand why. Just get him a touch, a game. See what he can do, you know? They're not even trying as far as that's concerned. And that's how you, I'm, I'm not, I don't think that you should play scared of losing guys to transfer. But when you have weapons, you got to use them, right? If you're in a fight and you, and you, you, you got to be able to find a way to win the fight, use the weapons at your disposal. So I don't know what their deal is with him. Dakota Naganashe, at D. Naganashe. 
with Jaden Davis, five-star Jaden Davis, a couple other four-stars getting the crystal ball to Michigan in the 2024 class. Does that put pause for concern about recruiting? If not, what more is needed to stop the bleeding? Not a ton of Wolvies leaving this year. 2023 doesn't need to be a strong class, in my opinion. I agree 2023 doesn't need to be a super strong class, but let's wait and see how it finishes, right? We've seen Jim Harbaugh have classes that have finished really strong. Uh, certainly, it hurts when you start seeing in 2023 guys like DJ Chester come visit and then commit to LSU. Uh, you, you need to be able to close on some of those guys, but there's a lot of guys, Spencer Fano, Caleb Lomu, uh, that Michigan's certainly in on uh, in 2023. But yeah, 2024, lay that groundwork now. Get Jaden Davis if you can. You hope that you can finish with a guy like Nicholas Harbor in 2023. That can help, honestly, in 2024 as well. Try to get a couple pieces, couple guys that are just absolutely pivotal for the class. Steph's burner at Burner Curry. How much is the extra COVID year affecting the size of the, this class that Michigan is pursuing? It's not affecting it at all. They can still, it's not affecting it at all. Um, Logan at King Stefanski. Can Andrell Anthony be a part of the solution for red zone struggles? I think he can be a part of it. But again, I mean, I, I'd have to look at the run-pass ratio in the red zone. I would imagine that it's like three-quarters run over passing. So, And usually with the passing, it really isn't a lot of high-percentage passing. Or rather, I should say it is high-percentage passing, but it's far away from the actual goal line. Uh, highly recommend you look at Space Coyote, what he puts up on Twitter. He, he, he actually broke down what Michigan was trying to do, for instance, on the, the underneath throw to Ronnie Bell and why it didn't work. He, he's a really good at breaking down film and everything like that. He's a coach type guy that can, you know, knows all the X's and O's. So I recommend checking him out. Chris Foster at CT Foster 87. Is this the week Harbaugh opens up the passing game? We'll see. Your guess is as good as mine. If they run the ball like they've been able to, then probably not. But you hope that they do. L5 Dennis Dentista. L I don't know how to, I, I understand your, what you're doing there, but I don't know how to actually say it. <laughs> At a smile fixer on Twitter, from here on out, if you have a blue check, are you seen as a sucker? Not you in particular, but everyone. Well, it depends on what they do and what turns when it comes to the, uh, I don't mind paying $8 a month if I have a lot of the tools that the being verified affords me. That's the, that's the important thing, right? And that's part visibility, so that people see my work a little bit easier. It's, uh, but part of it is just filtering things out so I can see what people are saying uh, to me in a way that like makes it easy for me, right? I don't just get everything in a list here. So, um, all right, we're gonna have to hurry up because we got music happening now in the background that we can't abide. BC for Heisman at Blue for Life 8. Do you think Jim will try to bury teams a little bit more given how the team has perceived the first CFP rankings to stay true what they've been doing and just try to win out? Things will take care of themselves. Probably more the latter. I think there will be a little bit of a mixture, though. I don't think it's going to be necessarily a one or the other type thing. Again, Michigan wins out. They will be in the playoff. It's, it's really only to provide a safety net for if Michigan doesn't beat Ohio State, which obviously they don't think that way. And when talking to one staffer, they are fully convinced that Michigan will beat Ohio State. So there you go. All right, finishing us out, Michigan Wolverine at, I can't remember, at Michigan O'Dane. How do Blake's stats compare to other Heisman winning running backs at the same point in the season? Uh, as far as what I've been able to see, I saw a graphic literally exactly the same. 
Uh, maybe slightly less yard, uh, in yards per carry, but it's similar yards, similar, similar carries, similar touchdowns to Mark Ingram, and uh, I don't remember the other one. Right there, though. All right, that's going to do it for us today, probably the weekend. I'm going to try to do a Sunday episode, if possible. It's going to be a little bit difficult because I am traveling that day. Uh, I'm going to try to do one here in Manhattan or somewhere in the area. But uh, we'll try to do a post game, especially since I missed a day from just actually being kind of under the weather. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Peace.